Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Hey, everyone. Welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy, along with my co-host for the podcast, my partner in life, and my wife, uh, the great Rachel Campos Duffy. Sean, it's so great to be back on the podcast, Um, not at our kitchen table. We're actually in the New York City studios because... We just went to a bunch of Fox and Friends Christmas parties. That's yeah, yeah absolutely. It's and been it fun. Was, it was raucous. Fox and Friends staff uh, knows <laughs> how to have a fun time. Yeah. So I've had a couple margaritas in me. So let's let's hope for the best here. Well, I think I saw Brian kill me double fisting, uh, like two beers. It must be hard to get a, a beer at the bar. So he's like walking around with two beers. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. So, wait, no, there, wait. There's a there's a great picture of Carly Shimkus who is drinking non-alcoholic beer, but. There's yeah. a picture of her holding one hand, holding her belly, and the other hand totally swigging this, what looks like a beer, unless you look close, it's non-alcoholic, it's non-alcoholic. but it's <laughs> the funniest picture ever with her belly. She was sitting by a table, but she is the cutest pregnant person you've ever seen in your life. She absolutely glows. And so there was this giant tray of tater tots, and I brought it over and put it right in front of her, and she said that she loved me. Right. <laughs> Rachel knows what a pregnant woman wants. I do know Tater what pregnant tots. women love. <laughs> I love it. So, listen. Uh, I'm going to tell you what else women love, Sean. What? Women love the whole royal drama that is really coming to a crescendo <laughs> right now, this week, with the last three episodes of the Harry and Meghan docuseries dropping tonight. Now, I, I managed... This morning. Yeah, it dropped this morning, yeah. Well, I guess I'm watching the last three episodes tonight. Oh, Af- yes. After the next party we it's go to. It's dropping in your house we're going to tonight. We're going to Lawrence Jones's 30th birthday party, and then we're going to somehow get into a car and go home, and then I'm going to recover from all of this. I never drink, ever. And like I've been like having way too much fun. So I'm drinking coffee, everybody. Just to be <laughs> I'm clear. drinking tea now. <laughs> I'm the designated driver. <laughs> but in any case, when I get home, I'm going to finish watching them. I doubt I'm going to get you to watch because I got you to watch like an episode and a half. And then when I tried to get you to watch the last episode and a half of the last tranche that dropped, you said, "What did you say, Sean?" You watch and tell me what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then I fell asleep. <laughs> then he fell asleep. And I have to say, I have been loving it. But there are some serious things that are happening in this thing. And we, we are going to break it down. Because actually, Sean, even though you don't love the whole drama, you do know something about big families. Um, you do know something about what it's like oh. to enter into a big family. So I have four siblings. I, I mean, sorry, I'm one of four siblings. Sean is, is one, one of, 11. of 11 siblings. So Sean is number 10 of 11 siblings, a very Irish Catholic um, phenomenon. 
all from the same mama who looks amazing. One would never know she had that many because she looks um, fantastic. But in any case, when I entered into your family, I was so fascinated um, by, you know, this giant Irish Catholic family, 11 kids, all the drama, all the stuff that happens. Imagine coming into coming into the royal family um, with all of the, you know, the people that are surrounded, the the godmothers and the the cousins and and everyone is royal and having this 1000 year history and Megan uh, for on her part comes from a divorced family she was pretty much raised like an only child and dreamed of having a family and she actually talks about in the documentary that she was excited about entering this family because she thought it was exciting to have the big family that she always dreamed of as a child so she gets this family plus the crown right she's like this princess but it all falls apart and that's the thing. Like, I don't understand because you'd think that as as Megan comes in, as I'm, I'm an outside observer here, as you are, but I'm like an outside, really watcher. outside observer. <laughs> but you would think, what an honor that you know I've I've found for from her perspective this great hunk. He's a he's a he's not a hunky, prince, but okay, great. But he is a prince, right? And I get to join this you know amazing family and. I think there would be a lot of honor and prestige with being able to join that family with the wedding and, to your point, the pomp and the circumstance that goes with with joining this, you know, premier global family. But it doesn't seem like she's taken it that way and said, you know what, I'm going to do what I can to fit in to figure out what my role is. It seems like she's wanted to make everyone change how they've done things for a thousand years to the way Meghan Markle <laughs> does things <laughs> yeah. over the course of her, what, 30 four years or how old she is. Well, she's like 30... Eight, seven. Seven. Whatever, yeah. She's 37. Um, but probably when she came into the family, you know, in her mid-30s and, and divorced. Um, look, so I think that it's very interesting because on the one hand, she would say, and this has been said, and this is why this is so dangerous because, as you know, Sean, in big families, and this is why I think it's interesting having you in, there are things that you may think at the moment that are probably better left unsaid. Because if you say them, especially if you say them on camera for $100 million on Netflix, right, um, you don't get to take that back. And so they are saying things like this. I'm going to fill you in because you haven't been loving watching it as much as I have. She's saying, well, I did go, you know, do all these things that I'm supposed to do. And I took this, you know, trip abroad. And, and, the, and the reviews were so positive. They're jealous. Um, I was supposed to be a supporting character and they hate the way I'm getting all this attention. And I'm and Harry literally comes in and says, look, she's she was supposed to be a supporting character and she's doing it better than people who are supposed to be born to do this. I can imagine saying this in the family. So the insult is to to his own brother um, and to Princess Kate to say, you guys are dropping bad stories about my wife. You're feeding the press these bad stories because you're jealous that so actually amazing. she's so amazing and she's doing such a great job. Um, that's how they're interpreting it. Now, clearly, she was unhappy in this role, and it might have been actually that she didn't like being the supporting character. Right, she wants because to Because be. you can't be the queen. She will never be the queen. The queen will, will be Camilla first. Well, the, the queen at the time was the queen, and then she died. And then the queen is going to be Camilla. And then shortly, you know, at some point it's going to be Kate. That's the line of succession. So I'm just, I take the human perspective on this and go, what is the right thing to do? Let's say what she says is true. She, Meghan Markle is just so amazing, and she does this traveling, 
and people are like so wowed by her, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone gets to be jealous. And maybe they are dropping some negative stories, but it seems like there are a lot of she has her own. Know, she created back, her own negative stories, right? She didn't you know, like family. her. She didn't like her dad and all the stuff that happened with the photos and. But the thing is, most good people go. I'm just going to continue to be excellent. What did what did what did Melania Trump say? Be excellent. Was that Bill and Ted be excellent to each other? That's Bill and Ted Ted be excellent to each other. No, Melania Trump said be best. Be best. Be best. Be best. Be your best self. (laughs) Um, Are you saying that Meghan Markle, who wouldn't even leave her cottage to meet the Trumps when they came to England, should just be best? Be best, yes. (laughs) And if you were best or you were excellent to each other, as Bill and Ted would have said back in the day, you would go, listen, I'm going to let this roll off my shoulders and continue to be great. And- they're going to, I'm so good at this, eat my dust. Right. But that's not, if that's, so it te- what it tells me is that really isn't what was happening. Right. She wasn't that actually was that great at it. She wasn't actually having everyone fawn over how wonderful she was. I think to your point, Rachel, she was probably jealous that she was in the supporting role and wasn't in the lead role in this family. Also, I think it it's, appears to me that uh, Megan really likes the glamour. And, you know, all the all the stuff that comes with being a celebrity and then a princess. But the reality is that if you really look at the life of a royal, the life of a royal is a life of service. It truly is. I mean, yes, they live in palaces and yes, they have these fabulous trips and they go on yachts. But ultimately, there's a lot. And you understand this, too, Sean. You have been a politician. People think our life was really glamorous. I mean, a lot of people thought we had just the, the greatest life when we were when you were running for Congress. And it was an honor. But it was a lot of work. And, you know, if you if you look at all the Lincoln Day dinners and the parades and the this and that, I mean, it's work. At, it's a grind. At, it's a grind. And I don't I think she it, liked the grind. grind. She didn't like being second string to Kate. She um, didn't like the bad press. That's part of what it's like I, being a real celebrity. She was a B-C-less celebrity. Can, Nobody wrote about her in the National Choir, Sean. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. Once she became a princess, then it became interesting. So uh, to that point, now people care. Can I ask you why should we care? Because I'm just I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this to thirty thousand foot because okay. I look at this family drama, mm-hmm. and I look at I mean if, listen look at our own history. We fought to go get the hell out of our lives. We don't want your power. We don't want your control. We monarchy. don't want your crown we don't want the yeah. in our American lives. Mm-hmm. Leave or your taxes. Leave us alone. And we fought a war yeah. to rid ourselves of these people, right? And there are still people who are still you know, under the umbrella of the crown, right? Right, the We are not, but we are not. That's right. And so as Americans, I look and go, why should I care about this? I, I know it's a thousand-year-old institution, but this this thing is, is old. This thing is something from the past, and this mm-hmm. thing is something that's really un-American. And so whether Meghan Markle destroys the crown or elevates the crown, why do I give one hoot about these self-centered, privileged people who have nothing in common with anybody who's living their lives today with, you know, in the Joe Biden economy. They don't share anything. I mean, again, that they're able to play victims. Meghan Markle is a victim getting $100 million. This is just one paycheck from Netflix. Yeah. No one can yeah, relate to Netflix, that. Not the, and, and they're complaining yeah. about it. I mean, go, what spoiled brats who are make, who are becoming famous because of this thing that people died and we fought over for our own freedom to get rid of them 
Why now does however many generations later <laughs> do you go, no, no, I want to bring this back into my home because I think it's so special. Tell me why. Okay, so why do first I care? of all, I, I understand what you're saying. This is very it's a very lovely um, patriotic uh, take that you've taken on Thank why you. you don't want to watch this docu-series with your wife. <laughs> it's for the American flag and the revolution, and you're doing it for the founding fathers. I'm a patriot, Rachel. It. I'm love a patriot. It. That's true. And you're a patriot. Okay, but and, and Howard Stern would agree with you. He he says they're whiny little bitches. <laughs> and <laughs> but Howard, once you agree with Howard Stern. I don't like Howard Stern, but he is right there. <laughs> whiny little bitches. Okay, so I get all that, but I, here's why I tell you this is important. And why it's important so to me, not do, as an American. Don't, yeah, don't poo-poo what I said, but you got to go, no, no, why should I, I care? I, I agree. Why I understand. I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm going to tell you why I think it matters. So first of all, from a just a human level, in our own families, we've had family drama. And so it's very interesting to see how other people handle the drama. Um, and, and we've all made mistakes. And what's interesting to me, being older than Meghan Markle and in a marriage and, and in a much better... And, and actually a much bigger family than hers, probably, although this family is, um, you know, has a lot of history and, and whatnot behind it. I'm saying that there are things that you feel that you should probably keep to yourself because you might not feel that way five years later. Um, but now it's it's on it's on this docuseries. It's and and here's the part where I think the conservative in me comes. So I agree. I don't care or even and much understand the royal family, I, I, when, you know, she talked about having to curtsy to the queen, that would be weird for me too. I'm an American. I don't curtsy to anybody. I don't bow to anyone but God. I don't get on my knees for anybody except to pray. So I understand that. However, as a conservative, as a conservative, there is something about the tradition that I like. Um, there is something about it's it, the, the British monarchy's role in just Western civilization that I like. And here is something that I want to talk about. And I brought this up on Stuart Varney for the first time um, to this morning. And, and, and he actually he actually gave me kudos. He said, this was a very original thinking, Rachel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stuart. <laughs> Stuart. <laughs> so here's my thought. Sean, do you remember what was the first thing that Barack Obama did when he came into office, when he entered into the Oval Office? What was the first thing I he do, did? I do, because you and I talked about it on the way here. He took the bust of Winston Churchill— out of the Oval Office and, and he returned sent it, it back. Yep, he returned to it to the Brits, and there was a lot of offense taken. I remember Nigel Farage being upset about it. Uh, many many Brits upset about it, and later he had to kind of cover it up and go, "Oh, well, it's because I, you know, wanted to put in Martin Luther King. You know, that's why I did it." But the truth is that Barack Obama doesn't like the British Empire. He, he is, uh, you know, his father is famously from from Kenya. Um, there are some people in the Commonwealth um, areas of the world that hate the British Empire and especially those on the liberal side, on the leftist side, who see it as imperialism and, and all this stuff. And they really hate it. They want to tear it down. Now, here's my theory. Barack Obama hates the Brits, hates the legacy of the English Empire, hates colonialism, thinks they're a bunch of imperialist white, white racists. And, I, and, and as you know, Barack Obama has a lot of power. In at Netflix. Netflix is his playground in many ways. And I believe that Barack Obama um, wanted this to be a lucrative deal for Meghan Markle, that she, as, as a fellow leftist, that she understood she would need to not just say, hey, they were mean to me and they didn't let me wear the crown I wanted on my wedding day. That was not going to be enough for $100 million. She was going to have to take on the very idea of a monarchy, to take on the history of the British Empire. 
and what she, what she and others claim they did to civilizations in you know in those areas of the Commonwealth. And so I believe that in many ways this is very dangerous to the crown and to the institution of the monarchy. And I, one of the things that the British, uh, that the queen, before she died, was very, very big on, Sean, was the Commonwealth, keeping the Commonwealth and British influence over the Commonwealth um, intact. In and I think that the fact that she brought on historians onto this document, onto this docuseries, who were basically attacking the legacy of British colonialism and wrapping it up in racism is dangerous to the crown. And this will be dangerous to, to Charles, and this will be dangerous to William. Uh, first of all, I, I agree that it's dangerous to the crown. And I do think so that— So you don't think I'm crazy? There, I do think that there's something nice about keeping old traditions and old traditions alive, right, for, for generations to come. I, I get that. Um, it's part of the British character. Yeah, but it's but it, but again, it's it, they're, they're playing that British character. They're playing that crown in our backyard. Right and and tantalizing us with this story of this family drama of this empire that we ridded ourselves of, you know, 250 years ago. But what what I find interesting on your point on Barack Obama, yeah, you you might have Meghan Markle who doesn't really care about the crown, right? She cares mm-hmm. about the fame that mm-hmm. she has a prince. She cares about the she money. She gets to live in America and she gets the money. That's right. But you do have Harry who is completely selling his family out. Thank and I just, you. Yes. And I look at that and go, yes, yes I can be angry at my family. We all yeah. can get angry, at our, get angry at our families. At times. But, and again, you can be angry in a moment. You can be angry for an afternoon. But this was a well-thought-out, burning anger. This show this show took a long time to to film and then produce and then launch. Harry had to say yes to all of it. And that he said yes to actually throwing the monarchy, if this is what's happened, under the bus and potentially endanger its existence um, is... It's remarkable, right? It's it's remarkable, remarkable. but but it says something about him. It says something about where he's at. Maybe maybe he is really angry. He is hurt. Or maybe he's really just selfish. Could be. He's a selfish young man who's been privileged. And yes, he was hurt when his mother passed away, died in the horrible car crash, lady died. But there's a lot of people who have tragedy in their life, that choose to use that tragedy in a different way than he's using it. You can't use that as a crutch because, listen, tragedy exists in the world and people don't behave like that. And so, again, I find all... We we watched Yellowstone and and the thing with Yellowstone and Rachel thinks that none of the characters are redeemable. She hates all the characters. We're going to have to do a whole episode on Yellowstone. Yellowstone. I'm so upset at Yellowstone. I I can't even start. But in this story... Of of you talking uh, about Yellowstone now? No, and I'm so oh. I'm comparing Yellowstone where there's no redeemable characters in this real no live stories. Characters. There are no redeemable characters in in with the Megan and Harry. <laughs> there's no, they're, they're not you know redeemable. What, Sean? The and, redeemable character and, died and, a few weeks ago. That's the problem. So in, there's and, months ago. And so your point of of saying we need to watch this, we need to watch the royal family on Netflix, but you want to shut me down from watching what's it called the the Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Unfair. They're both. They both have unreal qualities. I'm watching, begrudgingly watching Yellowstone, but, even though it's pissing the hell out of me that everyone's saying it's a conservative show. There's nothing conservative about Yellowstone. Do you nothing. get my point? And Other than that, they have this, great music. But, I, but again, there's nothing conservative about these radical liberals who, you know, are preaching global warming, because flying around on private. private I, I agree. Private I agree. Jets. I agree. Charles is dis- I, Charles is, is is insufferable. I think William's a woke little baby too. But what I'm saying is that the institution itself. What the queen 
cared for and nurtured for how many years, Sean, did she do that? For how many years did she nurture and care for the crown, for the institution, for the British people? She she was a woman of service. She she went around and and brought together the Commonwealth and found the best values that Western civilization had to offer and, and wrapped her arms around them and, and encouraged them to wrap their arms around that. I actually have so much respect for her and what she did. Yes, it makes me sad that it got passed off to these idiots. But my point is, let's go back to what you said. Harry is hurt. There's no excuse for what he's done to trash his family. There's no amount of money that could be worth trashing your family. However, and I and I generally don't like to blame the wifey for things. I think that's, you know, maybe that's because I'm a wife. <laughs> but I would say that there is something kind of evil about what she's done. She took this guy who's clearly hurting and just really brought out the worst in him, just brought out the worst in him and turned him and did it all for money. And, um, you know, I look at you and I as a married couple, I've had problems in my family. You've had problems in your family. All families have that. And what makes a good couple is that when you want to lash out, you have your spouse going, come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa settle whoa, down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, Don't yes. just settle down. Honey, yeah, you're going to regret not? that. That's what a good spouse does. A good spouse lets you listen to your better angels. And a bad spouse, a selfish, self-centered, money-grubbing wife like Meghan Markle goes, you know what? Let's cash in on all that. Um, and that's what she did. So here's my, this, this is my last take though. I, I'm sorry, because you are watching the show, right? You're yes. streaming the show and there's millions <laughs> yeah, of Americans. You think I'm trashing streaming, the queen by just watching Streaming the show, right? <laughs> what you're doing is guaranteeing that these two people, Meghan and Harry, are going to make millions more because they sell. People like you who can't stand them actually are making them rich. I love to hate them. I can't. You're help making it. them rich. And listen, I think, I think the story and the characters are so disgusting that we should just again have a have a tea party in our house and kick their asses out and go. Listen, get off our TV screens. I'm actually get drinking out of here. tea during the show. I know you are, and so am I. But I you're just, drinking tea. That's not very American. Of I know you. it's not because I. But I, <laughs> just, just to be clear, I, I, I'm five days with no caffeine. I'm and and so I'm drinking caffeine free tea. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, telling you all my secrets. That's not very Yellowstone and manly. It's either. not. But my boots are. <laughs> but the point. The point is. We should boycott this. I know you're interested, and I I'm know not, there's I, this. Listen, I'm too far in. You're not you going to get me to not watch the last three okay, episodes. Well, it's okay. not going to happen. I think if you listen, just like even though I'm mad at Yellowstone, I'm going to finish the to thing our out. podcast. Don't watch it. Don't make these people rich. Lying, environmental, American-hating little grubbers. Don't watch their stuff. <laughs> don't want a business. Send them back. This is the, the if you want them out of America, the best way to send them back is to not watch their garbage. They can't make money in they America. Can't go, listen, they Sean, have to they're grovel stuck back here. to the king for they cash. They can't. They can't. They, they're not going back. They will never go back. And no, that's so what makes sorry. this documentary. So look, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie Good this boy. up with the bow here. We have another topic. I yeah, want to I know. About. We have multiple topics we need to get to. They can't go back, and that's what's so fascinating. They have made their bed. They have made their money, oh, and they cannot go back. There's no coming back from this now, unless, as Donald Trump predicted, <laughs> he divorces he divorces Meghan, and Donald did predict that so that great, he would divorce there, her. There's a great biblical analogy here, and it's called the parable of the prodigal son. You think he's going to be the prodigal? <laughs> I don't think Charles is going to welcome him back with the wing Charles and a fatty cap. Charles might a party for him as he comes yeah, down the runway. Yeah, I don't runway. think that's happening. I don't you know, know what? Here's you why it's not going to happen. Do you know why it's not going to happen? Because 
Harry is not Charles' son. You've seen the oh, pictures God. of the polo player. Oh, okay. whoa, I, that, whoa, that is, whoa. That, listen, you, I, our producers are back there. They have seen the pictures. He is First the son of, all, I, of the so, hot, sexy polo player. Oh, just to be and clear, and you Diana me, had... You showed me a picture of this, and you said, look at the noses. I'm like, the noses of the polo player no, and Charles... British and, nose, British nose, uh, right, British nose. They all have big noses. But that is big not what that's about. Teeth. This <laughs> is really about the polo player and the ginger hair. No one has ginger, ginger hair. Okay. And, and and also they're the eyes, the mouth. Oh, okay. that's so next, Charles that's is not Charles is not going to bring back the polo man, player's son. Next, next, it's next, done. Next, and, Netflix and, series. And, and whether you be, like it or not. Who is his father? Who is Harry's father? <laughs> it sounds more like a Jerry Springer maybe show. We, maybe we can then stop watching because <laughs> it's not royalty at all anyway. None of them are royalty. Actually, that's you know what, Sean? That could be the best outcome here. That that's that is the bottom line. And by the way. I predict that Charles will eventually uh, take away you know, their crown. I'm a fan of Larry Kudlow, who, who had his, this mantra of "Save America, kill the bill." Um, back when they had the the um, the the big spending bill for f- environmental, there's whatever, always yeah. big spending bills. Save America, kill the Netflix show with this royal couple. <laughs> you can't. It's already done really well. Anyway, we'll have more of this conversation after this. Since the 1970s, working-class Americans and U.S. investors who saved wealth in dollars have seen the dollar lose over 80% of its purchasing power. In contrast, investors who diversified their cash into gold saw gold appreciate over 5,000%. For Americans who invested $50,000 in gold when America left the gold standard in the 70s, their gold is worth more than $2.5 million today. While gold carries no guarantees and past performance does not equal future results, investors who do their own research will see that gold's performance over this time span is what gold has consistently done in the face of eroding paper currencies. For over 15 years, St. Joseph Partners has built its business with a singular focus on helping investors diversify their wealth and protect their families in physical gold and silver you hold in your hand. Don't let your hard-earned savings go unhedged. Call St. Joseph Partners or go to our joint website, kitchengold.net, not .com. That is kitchengold.net and protect your wealth. Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned. Every baby is a miracle from God, worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Okay, so let's go to another despicable character. His name is Pete Buttigieg. Petey boy. Okay, so Pete Buttigieg, listen, I, this, this fascinates me because Pete Buttigieg, again, all these, all these glo- global warming... Um, uh, Envirom- uh, fake uh, environmentalists. Right. They, they fan the flames. The world's going to end. Right. They make us pay for high gas prices. They want, they want us to buy electric cars. They want high gas prices. They want high high heating prices in our homes. No jobs for Americans. 
no drilling in America. They have like all these things they're mm-hmm. trying to put on us, right? And in essence, they want us to ride bicycles. Yeah. Right? Ride, your, ride your bicycle, ride your little moped that gets 60 miles to the gallon or, or drive an electric car, but a, 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 a gas-sipping American car or gas-guzzling like our Ford F-150, you that can't have that. I love it too. So, But Pete Buttigieg, who's so concerned about the environment, took a private plane 18 times as the Secretary of Transportation. Whoa, 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 whoa. He oh. says it's not a private plane. It's a government plane. <laughs> it's a government right. private plane. So he says that doesn't there's, count. There's a loophole there, right? There's a loophole. It's a private plane just for people to judge. If, but if the you government... pay for it, Sean, it's not a private plane. Right. If, if you, the taxpayer, pay for it, the taxpayer it's not pays, a private it's not plane. Private. But, the, but, but here's the, I mean, it's so fascinating that yeah. these people promote these ideas Again, the very ideas that they're unwilling to live by, mm-hmm. right? They drive around in SUVs, multiple SUV convoys through D.C. Remember the one that people to judge then a block away from uh, the White yeah, House he, got he, out of the got out of the SUV, grabbed his bike, and like rode in. Yeah, th- th- this is the kind of showmanship that tells me they don't believe in what they're talking about, right? They this they don't believe the world's going to end. They don't believe the seas are going to rise because if they did, they go listen. I really should ride a horse. I shouldn't even drive a car. I'm not going you know pri- to fly in a private airplane. I could stomach the and hypocrisy I, if he was actually doing his job. But he sucks at his job. Here's why he doesn't do the job. He doesn't. Do, exactly. So we we know that one of the biggest things that was going to happen was this rail uh, strike. strike. And in the we're learning Look, now. Rail is transportation, which is under Pete Buttigieg. This is like the biggest crisis a secretary of transportation could come across is yeah. a rail strike, especially in these times. It would have destroyed the economy, right? Right, Exactly. And by the way, this is on the heels of the whole supply chain thing that he was out for four months. I mean, Sean, he had on maternity more- leave. On, yeah, I guess. Paternity leave. Paternity leave. <laughs> paternity, right. He, was on more, he took more time off than I did. And on the last one, as you know, I had a C-section and I was nursing. And I'm assuming Pete Buttigieg is not nursing. Or did he have a C-section? I know he didn't have a C-section. <laughs> so what the hell was he doing? And we were in the middle of a but supply it's vacation chain vacation time, right? So he's not exactly. doing his job. He li- listen, they, they like the glory of being a secretary. But listen, th- these jobs, you expect people to be smart and work hard at them because maybe to your point of the queen, it's in service to the country. Right. But Pete Buttigieg and so many others just cash the check, fly in the, fly in the private plane, get yeah. celebrated and maybe run for president one day. But there's a job to be done. And just even on the private plane thing, going back to that, he, he said in a statement that says, however, there are some cases where it is more efficient and or less expensive for the secretary to accompany personnel uh, and accompany personnel to fly on a nine-seater FAA plane rather than a commercial flight. So basically saying it's cheaper and more efficient for us to fly on a private plane than it is to fly commercial. Well, I thought the point with these global warming folks was not the cost. That's right. It's the emissions, exactly. right? But here he doesn't care about the emissions. Now he's like, oh, no, no, I care about that. I'm going to save taxpayers money Why I have this. Well, that's what John Kerry said. Remember, he said, listen, I'm a VIP. Yeah. I have to get to the climate summit, and it's just more efficient for me to go by private plane what's your problem which goes to the point that we and we've we talked about this a little bit on fox and friends i've we've talked about getting an electric car a tesla and no, just, just no 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 okay <laughs> sean talked about and, getting an electric car i've always been against a car that a 
puts China, uh, you know, it makes China more powerful in terms of our economy. And I also don't want a vehicle that oh, in some on. way involves the slave labor of little nine-year-old African children. So, no, I have never been in favor of an electric car. Well, you entertained you it with were, me. You entertained it with me. But, no, here's, no, but here, the, the reason, I don't care about the electric side of it. I cared about the technology side of a Tesla to keep my kids safe with the technology they had inside. But I think that, but I think the, <laughs> It's for the kids. <laughs> it's for the kids. <laughs> you sound like John Kerry. <laughs> but the point with this is that you were like, listen, I'm going to have a gas using vehicle. I'm not I'm not going to buy in or support this leftist transition to yeah, electricity. I don't want Joe Biden telling like, me what that's car fine. to buy. And by the way, I'm like, I'm not in like, as you know, I'm not like yeah. I'm like I like a truck. I like a suburban. I like oh, I, know. I don't I, I did want the kids to actually go. They, they, there's I'm a self driving. The there's thing, a self driving. But... I mean, you have like almost autonomous driving with the thing. But anyway, the point is. <laughs> You're making a decision here to go. We're not going to have. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have an electric vehicle because we love the American economy that is around gas, and we're not concerned about global warming. We're not concerned about sea levels rising. Right. And and the point is, they aren't either. And that's right. And it that's goes right. to this other point of again another example of this is about power control. This is about transforming America into something completely different than what we've grown up with, and it's empowering these elites. When you uh, listen, you can you can turn electricity on and off far more easy than you can a gas station on That's or right. off. Electricity is far more centralized. This and, is your. This is and, exactly the point, Sean. And, this is where they're going with and it. And you Thank have you. Uh, the, the whole oil and gas industry is decentralized. That's right. And once you centralize things, you can't run your car unless the utility in your community says you can get electricity mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. It's power and control, and that's what concerns me. And again, I, I I don't believe I don't believe their lies. Again, I want to be a clean steward of the environment. I don't like again. I say this. I love our lake place up in Hayward, Wisconsin, and I want the water to be clean. I want to I want to be a good steward of the lake. I want to be a good steward of the forest. I because I, I, I believe that, but I don't believe that the world is ending in twelve years, as AOC would say, because of global warming. Right. And nor does Pete Buttigieg. No. Nor does John Kerry. Nor no, does do. President Biden. None of them no. do. It, I just it's the about way they totalitarianism. It it's is. about authoritarianism. It's about control. And I think exactly what you said, Sean, they ultimately want us onto a system that they can control. They can control our lives. Um, really quick before we end this, Pete Buttigieg story. So in the middle of the rail um, strike, he yeah, was right. sending out story. emails <laughs> pretending like he was actually in Washington, D.C. handling this. He's at his desk working. He's at his desk working. When in fact, we now know he was in Portugal on vacation. Um, and so this is how seriously he takes transportation. I believe that these stories are disqualifying for him. I know that a lot of people talk about him because, the, you know, the left loves that he's, you know, the first gay secretary, whatever. These are disqualifying characteristics. They show how incompetent he is. I don't think anything has been run worse than our transportation department. Yeah. one of the worst run departments right now in our federal government. Um, I believe he used this position just to push out a bunch of green energy crap. He hasn't done anything to make actually flying, driving, paying for your gasoline, anything better. Um, it's all woke crap. Well, I just go, how, what, how, how inconsequential is he? The fact that you have a supply chain crisis and he's on maternity leave and we didn't even know it because he was gone. But we're like, or eh. this rail strike and he was in Portugal. He's in Portugal on vacation. Yeah. We didn't even know it. He's, he's an joke. inconsequential player. He's not engaged. He's not in control. And by the way, to your point, things are a disaster. I mean, try to fly. Oh, it's FAA, horrible. Uh, FAA it's horrible. airlines. It's horrible. the whole thing is a disaster. 
which again falls at the feet of Pete Buttigieg. Uh, it would nice to have a guy show up and, and do the job who actually would know how to do the job. They talk about South Bend, Indiana. There was pot. It was like one of the worst cities to drive yeah. in. Potholes everywhere. And now he's the transportation secretary. Yeah. So well, this is what you do when you have affirmative action as right. your leading characteristic instead of competence when choosing people and you're filling boxes instead of looking at merit-based hiring. So the takeaway from this podcast is... No, no, is, we have one more oh, topic. Oh, we do have one more topic? We have one more topic. It's very important, Sean. What is it? Um, well, we're in the middle Surprise of Advent. Me. We're in the middle oh, of Advent. Oh, yes, yes. And so this is Tell very, me. very, very interesting. <laughs> this is, this so, is a great Advent story. It's going to warm a, your heart. This is, this is like the anti-Advent <laughs> story. So um, it turns out that um, there was an Advent calendar that went for... $3,500. I believe it was a Dior. Is Was it Dior? Yeah, it was a Dior Advent calendar. So first of all, the idea, the whole idea of Advent, Sean, is about preparing your hearts for Jesus' coming <laughs> on Christmas Day. So a $3,500 Advent calendar, not exactly in the spirit of Christmas, no. the true spirit of Christmas, but okay, so you're really rich, you do this. And so this TikToker, um, you know, this influencer decides to get this calendar. Maybe it was even gifted to her. I don't know. And she decides to go day by day and and show, you know, the rest of us commoners um, what it what it's like to get this advent calendar. What what do you get every day? You know, in a three thousand five hundred. I mean, what would you expect to get, Sean, in a three thousand five hundred dollar advent calendar? Listen, I'm, I'm still at chocolate. Yeah, you're still looking with chocolate. With the kids. You're with the kids kids on the chocolate's fine, right? Really good, expensive chocolate. Really good, expensive chocolate, right. Well, this girl was was thinking what most women were thinking, that, you know, maybe I would get some accessories, some maybe a little piece of jewelry, uh-huh. maybe something, you know. So she opens her advent calendar and she gets this very expensive, you know, can, some candles can be expensive. You can get a $200 candle. She opens the next day's calendar and it's just the lid for the candle that she got the day before, okay? <laughs> then she opens another, another you know, uh, drawer in the advent calendar. This is a very elaborate ca- calendar. And she finds that there's, like, soaps. And she's starting to see that it looks like, you know, when you buy something expensive and then they kind of give you the free stuff that comes with it, it looks more like that free sample stuff that you get at department stores that they've decided to put into this advent calendar. And she's basically saying, actually, she says something very funny. She's like, I was expecting, this is the TikToker, I was expecting really nice jewelry or accessories. This looks like a Bath and Body Works advent calendar box, which I thought was very funny. Um, So Chanel, who put this out, um, is getting really slammed for A, an advent calendar that's really not in the spirit of Christmas, and B, B, being really cheap about it. No, I, I look at this and I go, how out of touch some people, I'm just sorry, they, I, I look at it again, a $3,500 uh, calendar for Advent. Again, you might spend $15 on an Advent calendar for with chocolates so for So I spent kids. like 10 or 11 on each calendar, but yeah. by the way, I had to multiply that by right. how many kids we have. It gets to be have. expensive. It got, I was kind of like, oh. But the point is, uh, the, the, again, this, this, this thing, and I'm sorry, this is not probably where you wanted to go with this, but the, the, you just see this divide in America of how... Most of Americans live and how this other part lives so much differently that someone would have $3,500 to blow on a stupid advent calendar from, I don't even, is it Dior? I don't even know. Christian Dior. Christian Dior, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, Chanel, it's like a... Whatever. So, but it's expensive, right? But that's so, so, but you have that. I love that you don't even know what I'm talking about. And then you have the royals who are making $100 million you know, on the on stupid a film thing, yes. and we care about them and their royalty and their, and their victims. 
then even Pete Buttigieg, who doesn't do his job, who makes $174,000 a year and, and flies around on private planes and tells us that we all have to stop polluting the earth. I mean, the whole this whole thing has become, become so warped, the world in which we live in. And I think there's an, there becomes an underlying, even though it's entertaining, it is, and it's entertaining and it's, and it's interesting. We can laugh about it, yeah. I think there's gets to be this deep-seated seething that happens in the ways that people live so much differently. Mm -hmm. Um, The elites have one thing, one set of standards and one lifestyle, and the rest of us live a different way with a different lifestyle. And that's become acceptable where in in our country for so long, it's been, there's a huge middle class. You have a few on the top and a few at the bottom, but there's a big vibrant middle class. And this is all happening as we have these policies Mm -hmm. that are crushing people. And it doesn't have to be that way. They're intentionally crushing people, making them poor. The poorest that People have been in, you know, since we've been alive, is right now because of inflation and gas prices and the food and 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 the grocery store and and car prices and rent and housing and interest rates. It's killing people. And you have thirty five hundred dollars for a calendar during Advent. Wouldn't you be better served to go? I got thirty five hundred bucks. There are some kids out there where their parents have no money. I'm gonna give that cash, and they're gonna get some great presents this Christmas. Wouldn't that be a cool thing to do if you had thirty five hundred dollars to burn up? I don't know. I'm sorry. That's not where you no, wanted no, to go, actually, but I, just... I think it's. I think it's. I think it's spot on. I. I think that it is obscene. I agree with you. I'm glad Thank that. You. I. I think it's obscene. Uh, and and listen, I agree with you on Megan and, and and Harry as well. Um, Megan and Harry, by the way, are also the kind of people who you know they they have been big climate activists. They famously said they only had two kids because they didn't think it was, you know. Uh, a right thing to do for the environment to have more than two kids. So and they fly on private aircraft, and then they flew on private yeah. aircraft to get an environmental award. Uh, they, they do this stuff all yes. the time. So, but it's it's more than just that you have the haves and haves nots. It's more than just the policies you're talking about. It's that they are creating these policies, and they don't have to live they by the live rules. By them. That's right. They don't live by the rules that are crushing everybody else. And so um, I think I think they're all. I, it's interesting how you've tied them all together. I, I kudos, Sean. Oh, thank you. Kudos. Thank you. Um, well, we're going to end this here soon, but I just want to say that um, yeah, we I, don't have thirty five hundred dollars to burn. <laughs> <laughs> we have little. Ca- I, but, I but promise ca- you, I would not spend thirty five hundred dollars on do, that. We do have advent calendars, and and in in and yeah, we do. We make sure we get them for the kids, and they look forward to them, and they open up either each door every night. That's right when we. Um, we do, do our, our prayers. Do our at prayers. Night. That's right, and and they get a little piece of chocolate, you know. And it's this little sweet reminder of the season that we're in of Advent. Um, and we try to, you know, we've we've lit. We have our three candles lit now, and you know, in the third week of Advent. Um, and we also have a certain song we play. If you want to tell everyone what it is, we you all, can. We play every night. We turn out all the lights. We light the candles, and we and we play. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, but we play Sean's favorite version of it. I, this is Enya. So listen, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not a big Enya fan, but Enya has the best version it, of Oh, does. come, oh, come, Emmanuel. It's, it it's is, amazing. It's beautiful, it's, it's haunting, go it's Go on and listen to it, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's that's what it's about, and I just I know that at this time, especially as this, this has been hard, this, I think the politics of the last, you know, a couple of years have been hard, this last election was hard. People can get down and the economy can get them down and they're talking about a recession coming, you know, if we're not already in one next year. But again, there's so much to celebrate. There's so much There's still in our so much families. hope and love and things that we can think about. There really is. And I think that's what we have to go to. And we tell sometimes you tell these stories and it reminds us, you know, what the good things really are in life. 
you know, yeah. the meaningful things are in life. And it's not that we can laugh about it and have fun, but this is a, there's a meaningful Sean, season you, behind I, it. The, the three last episodes of Megan and Harry, Harry they, they will pass. I will watch they them will tonight pass. and they will be over. <laughs> and we will and never have to talk about bull, Megan. I'm going to say, can I say bullshit? Because yeah. yeah, totally. this is not over. I'm, I, I thought this is like the fourth podcast I've had to do on these people, <laughs> and it's and, and, I, and listen, just say I'm a great husband because are. I say yes to this, even though I'm like, really, do I have to talk about well, you this did again? Such a good job talking about them, but I don't want to, right? And I don't think America should either. Um, so anyway, we're not from our kitchen table today. We're at the Fox Studios, and. Yeah. Um, we do wish you all a Merry Christmas to to actually sit in this season and suck it up and enjoy it and love your family and love each other. And love your husband. <laughs> love your husband. <laughs> and listen, if you're... Who's, if, who's, who at me, least, you know, goes along with the... Goes along. <laughs> goes along to get along. <laughs> and with that, from, from... From the kitchen table. From the kitchen table in New York. Listen, if you like our podcast... Please rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we'd be grateful. And until uh, next week, as we're just a few days then away from Christmas. That's right. We'll talk to you then. Have a All good right. one. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.